It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and it's presented today by BetQL.com. Love BetQL because there's NBA going on, there's NHL playoffs going on. Joe and I are Flyers guys, and I need to ask him why he always tweets, shut up, Milbury. We'll get to that in a little bit. There's baseball going on. Look, I like those sports. I don't love them. I don't follow them that closely. So I go to betql.com or I have the app on my phone because they have sharp data for all kinds of NBA, MLB, NHL stuff. So if you like to make games more interesting, but you really don't have the time in those other sports like you do in football, kind of like me, go to betql.com. Enter code ROSS20 for 20% off your first payment, or go ahead and just get the BetQL app on your phone. Either way, it works, and either way, you will be way, 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 way ahead of the game, kind of like you are on this show, because we've got Joe, and they don't. Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on all the different various social media platforms. We are at Ross Tucker Pod on all the various different social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also see Joe. Joe strikes me as a guy that doesn't like how his hair looks because every time, especially in the morning, because every time we record the show, Joe wears a hat. It's youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. He just took the hat off. His hair does, in fact, look horrendous. That's oh, thank you, Ross. a great decision, Joe. Thank you, Ross. Yeah, yeah uh, I get bad hat hair. I have curly hair. And, um, it goes everywhere. So uh, sometimes I just decide I'm just going to uh, – I'm just going – my forehead looks really big right now, too. What the hell's going on? Uh, I, no, I'll, I'll put the hat on uh, uh, so I don't distract other everybody. But I have curly hair that goes every which way. Obviously, we're in a uh, we're in a uh, a time where getting a haircut isn't the easiest thing in the world to to do. So uh, I'll just, I'll just put the hat on, cover it up, uh, and uh, make everybody happy. Dude, you have a straight up afro. Oh, uh, that, that was unbelievable! Like you took your hat off and you just unveiled like a legit afro. Um, you should have seen me in college. <laughs> That that's not even close uh, to 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 where I was in college. So uh, yeah, my hair grows up; it doesn't grow down. So uh, so yeah, that's my uh, that that that's what's going on. But uh, I'll I'll keep the hat on, and uh, my wife likes the curly hair. My mom likes the curly hair, but uh, I, I hate combing it and styling it. It just doesn't really work for me. So the hat the hat will stay on for now. I like it. The hat, you look much better than that. I'd keep the hat on even when I went to sleep if I were you. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ross. I really appreciate that. I'm just mad. Dude, you got, at least you got more hair than I do. You also got FantasyPoints.com, where you guys are absolute rock stars. We talked about it with Hanson, the guru, last week. You guys know it's one of the two ways you get into the season-long redraft league with me and Joe. Today, 
We've got Johnny Utah, who sent me a Fantasy Point subscription and about three other things. And Eddie Hansen, same thing. DraftKings, um, uh, rated the show, FantasyPoints.com, using the code FEAST. Fantasy, uh, got DraftKings app on his phone, using the code ROSS to make a deposit. Eddie, Johnny, come on down. You are in our season-long redraft league. So fired up for that one to assassinate all of you. And once again, show that former players know more than you do. You have a chance to beat Joe, so you can at least say you beat like a paid professional. But it's not happening against me. I don't care how many. Get as many sponsor confirmations as you want. Send them to me. I'll get you in the league. And then I'll embarrass you in front of 15 of your not-so-closest friends. Cannot wait. Um, Joe, let's get to some wide receivers. It's the big one. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of good receivers. It's time. Get ready for it. For Tears of Dolan. We'll start with the tier one wide receivers, and there's seven of them. Mm -hmm. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and Allen Robinson. So here's if you want to if you want to get technical, I think Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams could be like one A. And the other and the other uh, five guys are one B. Um, however, when I'm looking at this group of wide receivers, um, it's typically uh, the guys who I'm more likely to be passing on them for uh, some running backs. I think it's very viable to go running back, running back to open your draft this year, especially if you're picking towards the back end of the first round. Um, where you can get like a Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake kind of combination. But when I th- think of these guys, I think of Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams as being guys who can legitimately lead the NFL in targets. I mean, that's not a, a profound statement. Um, Julio Jones, always productive, though he is getting a little bit older. Um, I think some people get kind of annoyed that he hobbles off the field quite a bit, but he never misses, uh, never misses time. Uh, Chris Godwin... How's he going to play with Tom Brady this year? Tyreek Hill is the guy with the legitimate league-winning upside, but last year was a little bit inconsistent in season-long formats. Uh, missed some time. So um, some, something to worry about there. DeAndre Hopkins, I have absolutely no idea what to do with this guy. Um, when, I, when he first got traded to Arizona, I was thinking, man, I don't 
know if that's that big a drop-off for him. But the more you look at it, the more you realize he is just not going to be the target hound that he was in Houston. And that's going to be an issue because he's not really a big play kind of guy. So um, he needs a lot of catches. I think his production is probably going to level off a little bit. And then I think maybe the one that surprises everybody and a guy who has been a huge third round target for me is Allen Robinson. His ADP is wide receiver 10. We've got him at wide receiver seven. Um, He had 90 plus catches last season with awful quarterback play. You would hope that improves in this completely rejuvenated or uh, with this reshuffled coaching staff. I love Allen Robinson this year. He is my favorite guy to target out of this tier because you can get him in the third round. Wow. So a lot of interesting things there to me. I mean, number one, it's just still stunning to see Chris Godwin in tier one and Mike Evans not. I mean, you just think about their pedigree and physical ability. We'll get to that in tier two with Mike Evans. Um, You know, the Allen Robinson thing is certainly interesting. But I think the most interesting thing you said, Joe, is you don't draft these guys very often. You you don't draft tier one wide receivers very often. I want you to hit that home again. Well, yeah, I don't draft him very often because I think it's really viable to go uh, running back, running back to open your draft. I love Michael Thomas for fantasy. Um, If you want to go with a zero RB kind of approach, uh, he's a first round pick. We, we, We essentially have him projected for 40 more points than anybody else at the position, which is why I said I think you can almost separate him out to a different tier. But the thing about Michael Thomas is you have to draft him in the first round. And there are a lot of running backs in that first round that I like. And I don't want to be drafting from behind at that position. So uh, that's just my personal strategy. You will get high-level players, high-stakes players, who will not draft a running back until the fifth or sixth round and go with a zero RB approach. That's not what I'm doing this year. So um, I typically won't get my hands on Michael Thomas in 2020. Tier two, you've got... Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, Odell Beckham Jr., Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster, A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark, D.J. Moore. Back-to-back D.J.'s, never happened before. Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper rounds out Tier 2 for you, Joe. So Adam Thielen, of course, he's at the top of this tier. But if you want a guy who could maybe be like a lowercase, less hyped Devontae Adams, I think Adam Thielen's the guy. You look at that receiving core. Yes, they have Justin Jefferson, and they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel. But if Adam Thielen stays healthy, and that is key, he's entering his 30s. Um, he had the hamstring problems, and that those can linger, as we know. But he's a guy who could get 150 targets this year. I mean, there's... Uh, with with the rookie Jefferson, there is no depth at wide receiver at all. Adam Thielen, I love. Mike Evans, it's just a concern, Ross, that when you look at Tampa Bay's passing offense, you understand that a lot of what happened last year, it, it happened because Jameis kind of put him in bad spots. 30 picks, uh, bad, bad field position, all those things. They had to throw in order to be competitive. I'm not sure that they're going to have to throw the ball as much. As a matter of fact, I'm certain they're not going to have to throw the ball as much this year with Tom Brady, who's not going to put him in those bad spots as often as Jameis Winston did, nor is Tom Brady going to be as YOLO passing the football as Jameis Winston was. So I think Chris Godwin's probably a better fit for Brady's style, you know, playing out of the slot. But you also have to – 
keep into, into account, Tom Brady hasn't had an outside receiver as good as Mike Evans since he had Randy Moss. So he's always been somebody who's adjusted. That's why I was kind of struggling with Evans, but still a top 10 receiver. Um, Odell Beckham, uh, just to point out another guy, was hurt last year. I know he killed everybody, including me last year. Um, uh, he was hurt last year and also had a terrible schedule that's going to improve this year. And then you get these guys, and this is where I think the meat of your draft can really come in. I think it is entirely possible, because I've seen it happen on my own teams. In this Tier 2, which has, what, 12 guys in it? I think it's possible to leave your draft with three of these guys because I've seen it happen. You know, you, Mike Evans in the third, A.J. Brown in the fourth, and and D.J. Chark in the fifth, that is possible to do. I wouldn't I wouldn't count on it, but it is possible to, to, to draft three of these guys, and that's why I like going kind of heavy RB early because there are so many of these guys in the tier two and the tier three that I love at the wide receiver position, and you can just stack multiple guys at these tiers. And that's what I really like about this kind of second tier at the wide receiver position, because you will, will leave your draft with multiple of these guys. If you follow just kind of the basic draft plan. One guy I wanted to hit you on in particular seems to be a lot of disagreement amongst people with Juju Smith-Schuster. Can you give me a Juju breakdown? Can you give me a little Juju on Juju? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think that the Pittsburgh offense is kind of um, undervalued in a way. Um, ben Roethlisberger's coming back, but um, I, I think here's the concern with Pittsburgh's offense. A, Ben Roethlisberger's old and he's coming off of, he was very specific to say it was not Tommy John surgery, but it sounded a hell of a lot like Tommy John surgery to me. He's coming off of, of, of significant elbow surgery. They did not improve the backup quarterback spot in Pittsburgh. They just didn't improve it. You have Mason Rudolph and you have Duck Hodges. If Ben Roethlisberger goes down, they're going to stink again on offense. We know that. Their defense is really good. So you're thinking they're not going to lead the league in pass attempts the way they did the last time Ben Roethlisberger was healthy. That being said, I think it's kind of a positive thought that they are going all in on this offense right now with Ben to win the Super Bowl. Um, Juju's in a contract year. I don't know if he's going to dominate targets the way he did a couple of years ago, simply because I don't think they're going to throw the ball as much. We're going to talk about another one of their wide receivers that I love in, in my next tier, which also has a lot of players in it. But Juju Smith-Schuster, I remember, this guy was a first-round pick at this time last year. You could get him in the fourth round now. So I really like the way the value is falling for Juju because, again, you don't have to pay up for him, and it's not going to hurt you nearly as much if, if you draft him this year. Tier 3 begins with Terry McLaurin from the Washington football team. Then you got DK Metcalf. Hollywood Brown in Baltimore, Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, Stephon Diggs. And I should mention, by the way, that if you guys ever want the visual of this, it's all available at fantasypoints.com. Use the code FEAST and you can check out their auction value cheat sheet, which has the tiers. But you got to subscribe to do it. If you just, I know you're listening to Joe and his breakdown of why and where to draft these guys, 
But if you want a visual as well, that's the place to do it. Tell me about tier three, Joe. But these guys have something that's kind of working against them. Um, in the case of Terry McLaurin, how good's the quarterback going to be? He's the only weapon there. Um, is, is, is that going to be a problem for him in his second year? DK Metcalf, are they going to throw the ball a whole lot? And he has to compete with Tyler Lockett for targets. So that's why we have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett here. Hollywood Brown is the guy I want to highlight. I mean, I'm not breaking any news here, Ross. Everybody in the fantasy industry is on Hollywood Brown, but he is still my number one most drafted player this year in best balls. Uh, our, our friends up at Best Ball 10s, all the formats for Best Ball. I have drafted Hollywood Brown a metric ton this year. Um, I think there's a true breakout. I love him, especially in Best Ball, where maybe you don't have to you don't have to start him in those days where he's inevitably going to catch one pass for 17 yards when Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and J.K. Dobbins are running all over the field. Uh, but I love Hollywood Brown uh, bulking up, coming off a season in which he was hurt a lot. Cortland Sutton. A ton of competition for targets. A.J. Green coming off an injury. Jarvis Landry coming off an injury. T.Y. Hilton already hurt. He's older, and he's now in an offense that I think is going to be very run-heavy. You see Jonathan Taylor getting a lot of hype in camp thus far. Keenan Allen, he's been a volume guy his entire career. I think it's going to be a low-volume pass game. You see what I'm getting at here. Just there, there, there There are some guys here who have something working against them whether it's themselves, in the case of Will Fuller, his inability to stay on the field, or the offense. But um, the other guy I wanted to highlight, another guy I've drafted a ton, he had a meteoric ADP rise in, like, April. And I thought, oh, boy, this is getting crazy. He's going to become a fifth-round pick soon. And then his ADP just stopped rising, and that's Deontay Johnson. You can get him in the seventh round. To me, he looked like the next great Steeler mid-round wide receiver that Kevin Colbert always has success drafting, a phenomenal route runner, created a ton of separation according to next-gen stats, and he did all of this with with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I'm expecting huge things from Deontay Johnson in 2020 with Ben Roethlisberger back at quarterback. Yeah, he's a stud. Seems like everybody that comes on the show mentions Deontay Johnson one way or the other. Uh, I'm curious about some of the guys in Tier 4. Because then you get to Marvin Jones Jr., Michael Gallup, Julian Edelman, and Darius Slayton. By far your smallest tier. You got a four-man Tier four, what's the deal with this? Uh, Guys that I think, um, frankly, we struggled to know what to do with when we were making projections. Julian Edelman, what, 34 now? Um, Slowing down, no Tom Brady. These are guys who I think are good, could be good number three receivers, but you feel better about them if they're on your team as a number four. I would love to just push Michael Gallup to, to the moon. Um, but you wonder how many targets is he going to get? Uh, he is the Cowboy receiver who I am drafting at cost, though. Um, I do not like Amari Cooper at his ADP. I love Mar- Michael Gallup at his ADP. He's down in like the wide receiver 34 range of ADP, and we have him at 35. So I like him at cost. Um, he's my favorite Cowboy receiver to draft. You just wonder how many targets he's going to get. Is he going to get the harder matchups because they've been saying he's going to play the X? Darius Slayton, I'm just not sure how many targets he's going to get. And Marvin Jones always slips through the cracks. He always goes in like the eighth and ninth round of drafts, and he always produces like a solid wide receiver three. That's why he's in this tier. Well, a couple of things here. I mean, one is 
Slayton was a find by the Giants. That guy can play. And it's just interesting to see how many times you have two receivers on a team ranked. And this is the first time we even get to a Giants receiver, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. And then Gallup, I think Mike McCarthy said yesterday, he's a number one receiver. I mean, he's really talking him up. But to your point, you know, they're talking so much about hitting 3,000-yard receivers. That's pretty hard to do. It's really hard to do. And, I mean, I guess your game plan should be, hey, we're going to get all of these guys open at some point. But, I mean, I don't know. That's just talk to me. Um, I want to see it in action. Um, but, I, I mean, you'll see our projections have have them pretty close to that point. I think we got C.D. Lamb for like 840 yards. But um, our projections have them close to that point. But like you said, Ross, it's hard to do. Um, it, it's it's not – there's a reason it doesn't happen very often. Uh, they have the talent to do it, but let's just pump the brakes a little bit. I'm just a little concerned about that, that ball uh, feeding as many mouths as need to be fed in Dallas – which includes, by the way, the running back, Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to run the ball a lot. So just, just uh, I, that's why I'm struggling with the Dallas receivers, even though I, like, we love Dak Prescott. He's QB3 um, on my board. But just, just I mean, I wonder if, if the sum, which would be Dak Prescott, is greater than the parts, which would be all these receivers. Speaking of the sum being better than the parts, I'm just telling you, you need to go to DraftKings and get the America's top-rated sportsbook app on your phone. Listen, it's American. It's based right here in the U.S. So you can rest assured that your funds are totally secure. Right now, they got a free live bet on the NBA, which is sweet. Any day you place $20 or more in NBA bets, you get a $10 free live bet. How about MLB? You get 10% of your bets back in free bet value when betting on MLB this weekend. NHL, you just go ahead, you put the under on the Flyers, and you bet on the Flyers because Carter Hart is a Greek god. That's my advice. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code ROSS when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 20 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 100-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Let's get with it, Joe, in terms of Tier 5. A lot of guys in Tier 5. Emmanuel Sanders, Jalen Rager, Brashad Perriman, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman Jr., Brandon Cooks, Jamison Crowder, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Williams, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Golden Tate, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, Nikhil Harry, Preston Williams, Justin Jefferson is last in Tier 5. 
what you're noticing here is this is where like the the hyped rookies are are, are coming off the board and you know um I, I know there's been talk that we should be fading rookies this this offseason Ross I don't, I don't know about that I'm taking it on a case-by-case basis when it comes to the rookies and the guys who who are impressing in camp all we can do is is you know kind of talk to people in the league listen to beat writers I'm if the team needs them, I think they're going to play. And nobody stands out in that regard more than Jalen Rager. And thus far, just great reports on him out of Eagles camp. I know it is I know it is early, but he's been starting alongside Deshaun Jackson, who apparently also looks awesome. Um, but we know the problems with Deshaun Jackson um, with his injuries. Um, so Jalen Rager is a guy I'm targeting in a ton of leagues and Unfortunately, it seems like everybody else is as well because uh, because his ADP has risen quite a bit. There is a guy here, though, uh, who generally is cheap in drafts, who I think has got a really good shot to have a solid year. And that's Prashad Perriman. Um, I think we have him ranked about 15 spots above his ADP uh, with the New York Jets. Uh, he's going to start. He and Jamison Crowder are their only two proven receivers, so you have to keep in mind that he's going to get a lot of targets. And then another guy whose ADP I think is finally going to rise, it's still been in like that 12th and 13th round range, even after the Debo Samuel injury. That's Brandon Ayuk um, of the 49ers, who fits their offense to a T with his after-the-catch ability. But given the ACL tear for Jalen Hurd, the second-year wide receiver, who's been just completely snake-bitten, I think Brandon Ayuk's ADP is finally going to rise into the Jalen Rager, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb range. If it doesn't, he continues to be a steal. You know, you're not hearing a lot of favorable reports so far on Nikhil Harry in New England. Yeah, he's uh he's kind of falling by the wayside. I think he's uh not at practice. As a matter of fact, right before we came on air, um, I saw that uh, it didn't look like he was at practice. That's a shame. Uh, Cam Newton has had success throwing the ball to those bigger-bodied wide receivers, but a guy who I think's got a shot to move up my draft board, depending on what happens with Harry, uh, is Mohamed Sanu, who I know, look, they blew that trade. They traded a second-round pick for him. But he wasn't healthy. He had a high ankle sprain. Um, I, and Mohamed Sanu has been a guy who is kind of ending up on a lot of my rosters towards the end of the drafts. And if the reports continue to come out positive about him in camp, he's going to move up here uh, in the next couple of weeks. So it took until Tier 6 to have a second Green Bay Packers wide receiver. It's Alan Lazard. Then you've got Curtis Samuel, John Brown, McCole Hardman, Sterling Shepard, Larry Fitzgerald, Robbie Anderson, Hunter Renfro, and that's it. Yeah, uh, this is there's something wrong with some uh, with 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 these guys. Uh, whether it's their age, their health, what uh, their talent. Quite frankly, uh, Alan Lazard. I mean, we have him for 755 receiving yards only because who the hell else is going to catch the ball there besides Devonte Adams? It's just a terrible receiving core. Nicole Hardman is probably going to be the most um, controversial ranking here. There are a lot of people in the fantasy industry who want to leave every draft with him. I'm just a little bit concerned about his consistency. 
Um, Sammy Watkins is still there. Demarcus Robinson is still there. And you wonder if they're going to kind of mix and match their number two wide receiver the way they did last year, Ross, where Tyree kills the one. Travis Kelsey is the one, essentially. Travis Kelsey's are probably their actual number one. And they're just going to mix and match that number two receiver. Um, Miko Hardman, I think, could be inconsistent, which is why he's harder to rank from a season-long perspective. Larry Fitzgerald just refuses to die. I love him, but there's not a whole lot of upside left there. And again, uh, I know you like Robbie Anderson a ton. I'm just a little concerned about him in this offense um, with Teddy Bridgewater, who is not a great deep ball thrower, not a very aggressive thrower. Yeah, I've been I've been big on Robbie in best balls just because mm-hmm. I think he's going to give you three or four games a year where he really helps you win that week. Um, just because that's, I feel like, what, what he is. You know, that's how they're going to use him. I think DJ Moore is the number one guy. Anderson's the top off the defense guy. So we'll see. Um, it is interesting, though, to see, like, Larry Fitzgerald and Hunter Renfro sandwiching Robbie Anderson. I mean, they couldn't possibly be more different. Yeah, very, very different types. And it's what do you want? Do you want boring catches or do you want big play potential? That's That's got, like, Nicole Hardman's in this here as well. Like, what, what do you want? And um, it's just these are guys who should be, like, number one, five or number six wide receivers on your team. Uh, Hardman Hardman is, is going to be controversial for us. I understand that. But it's just the consistency for season-long formats that I'm a little concerned about. Tier 7 is interesting. Steve Sims Jr. from Washington, Russell Gage from Atlanta, Sammy Watkins, the highest paid wide receiver in the history of the seventh tier, I believe. D.D. Uh, Westbrook, Randall Cobb, Cole Beasley, Paris Campbell, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Corey Davis, Miles Boykin, T. Higgins, Danny Amendola, LaVisca Chenault Jr., Trent Taylor. That is tier number – oh, no, I went right into tier number eight. Stop Miles Boykin. Sorry. Yeah. Boykin and the, the guys I said Boykin and before that. Yeah, so there's, there's three names I want to point out. Steven Sims is going to be Washington's number two receiver, and he was great last year down the stretch. Um, Russell Gage, we have uh, – I've said it on this podcast multiple times – we have Atlanta and Matt Ryan projected to lead the NFL in pass attempts. Um, they're, they're going to use Russell Gage, who had a really solid end of the season following the Muhammad Sanu trade. Um, and then also one guy who I really am starting to target a lot more. The, the, it's not a perfect analog, um, but there's very few true sleepers in fantasy football these days. And I think the best, the best you can get is a guy coming off of a rookie season who had a lot of draft capital and a lot of talent who did nothing as a rookie. And I think that guy's Paris Campbell this year. And it's not a perfect analog to DJ Chark last year, who was like basically a true sleeper. I think Campbell's going to be more of a slot receiver while Chark is a hammer X. But I think there's a chance Paris Campbell significantly outperforms his ADP. Remember, the top three receivers there are T.Y. Hilton, who was already banged up with a hamstring. He's in his 30s. Michael Pittman, who's a rookie. There's going to be an opportunity for Paris Campbell here. Tier 8 is another small one. T. Higgins, Danny Amendola, LaVisca Chanel Jr., Denzel Mims. You might want to move him down the list. And Trent Taylor. 
the early reports on Denzel Mims, not on the field, has pretty much lost his shot already to be a starter. Yeah, well, he's he's hurt. He's got the hamstring injury. He's he's moving farther and farther down the board. Trent Taylor is an addition to the projections because Jalen Hurd got hurt. They they like Trent Taylor. He's just been another guy who's been snake bitten with injuries. And then you got like the rookies Higgins and Chenault. You're just not sure what to do with Chenault. Um, is so hard to project because you think he's going to get rushing production as well. Oh, that's a good point. All right, tier nine. We'll wrap it up with. Brian Edwards, Tyrell Williams, Alshon Jeffrey, Muhammad Sanu Jr., John Ross III, some big names in Tier 9, uh, Josh Reynolds, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Jalen Hurd, unfortunately he is done. Yeah, he's done. James Washington, Kenny Stills, Adam Humphreys. Interesting to see James Washington, Kenny Stills. You almost forget as you're going through this, some of the guys are still available. Yeah, so these are mostly guys who are not going to get drafted in your league. Um, hearing things out of Philly that they're actually optimistic Alshon Jeffrey could be ready at some time in September, I just think his impact is going to be more of the, oh, he's on the field and he actually gives them a body as opposed to somebody who's going to be a big producer. Um, Mohamed Sanu, I already talked about him. I've been drafting him a lot. Brian Edwards and Tyrell Williams, you think they're probably going to be competing for that X spot in Vegas um, the, these are mostly guys in your hometown league. Um, they're not going to get drafted, and they're going to be available on the waiver wire. And you just see who manages to take advantage of these opportunities. That'll do it for the wide receiver tiers of Dolan. Wow, that was awesome. 90 wide receivers we mentioned. Again, I know it's a lot to take in. My recommendation, listen twice, and then go ahead and go to fantasypoints.com. Use the code FEAST so you can get in the redraft league with me and Joe at fantasypoints.com. And then you can go back over their draft cheat sheet, auction value, tier cheat sheet. Makes it very, very helpful for you come draft time in your league. Check out everything Joe does at FG underscore Dolans where you can follow him. Again, I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're doing Even Money Podcasts on Tuesdays now. We had Cousin Sal on yesterday. He was fantastic. Andrew Brandt was a day early this week because he had to take his youngest to college. We went over a bunch of different things in terms of the business of the NFL. We're going to have a guy, uh, Joe, why don't you hype up tomorrow's Fantasy Feast with your guy, Edwin Porras. Oh, Edwin, yeah, he's uh, – He's going to um, give you a lot of injury information. Edwin's uh, kind of a young star. He's a, he's a, a doctor of physical therapy. He's going to be on talking injuries. Who, which guys are risky? Risky. Uh, he's had a he's had a pretty, I guess, controversial opinion that's been out there that he doesn't think there there are too many guys who are actually quote unquote injury prone. So I'm sure he's going to break that down for you. Really looking forward to it. There's a bunch of injury guys to get to Cam and Gurley, David Johnson. Chris Carson, Big Ben, OBJ, James Conner. We'll break it all down with the doctor of physical therapy, Edwin Porras, on tomorrow's show. And then, like I said, the GC, Greg Cosell, on Friday. Greg and I are going to mainly focus on new coordinators in new places and what that means for those teams, which, by the way, has a lot of fantasy value and fantasy implications as well. Other than that, I am stuffed. We are done. 
Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.